Welcome everybody who's tuning in to Getting It Off Her Chest. I'm Shay Del Rey and I'm here with the beautiful Marley Halter. Um, Marley and I, we're going to be talking about Tantra today. But before we get into that, um, I just wanted to briefly um, give a kind of um, a brief, <laughs> it's hard to talk about, but Marley and I, Marley and I met in April of this year and it was actually two weeks before I was set to go and do plant medicine in Costa Rica. And the connection was serendipitous. It was, um, I think it was the universe bringing us together for a divine reason. And it really was timely and it helped me go very deep into my healing journey in Costa Rica. Um, that our connection uh, has created within me a, an understanding um, Marley helped me see that what I was intuitively feeling was absolutely correct. And I'm grateful, so grateful the universe brought us together. Um, I feel blessed and I just love you. We have really formed a really, really, really unique um, friendship out of that connection. And, and I love it. I, I contact you often. We talk often. Um, and you're one of my soul sisters, and I'm really, really grateful to you coming into my life. <laughs> so without further ado, we're going to be talking about Tantra today. Um, now, when I hear the word Tantra, I think immediately of sex. I think immediately of the Kama Sutra. Um, I, I think immediately of holding back orgasms. That's what I think, you know, the, the term tantra means, because I really haven't really looked into it, to be honest. I know a lot of people who've done work in it, but um, it's something that I've yet to explore myself. So uh, I thought it would be a great subject for us to talk about, um, even though there's so many things we could talk about. Let's talk about tantra today. And I'm going to hand it over to you to introduce yourself and just you know, give us a give us an overview of what Tantra is and how you got into doing this work. Cool, thank you. Love you too. Love you too. Um, I guess we have Sting to thank for everybody thinking that Tantra is all about six-hour sex sessions that uh, you hold back an orgasm for. <laughs> and <laughs> I I have Jade Room Healing. I started that in um, two thousand and seventeen. Um, and I, I found Tantra or Tantra found me a couple of years before that. So I'd been married for 25 years, always knew, loved my husband, but always just knew that there was more to this than, than what I was feeling in my marriage. So finally worked up the gumption to leave and moved to the Gold Coast and I found my, my yoga pants and I got a cat, the Crazy Cat Lady starter kit, and... <laughs> basically sat on the couch for two years and I found my yin and then Tantra found me. I was reading a book on my Kindle and it came up at the bottom and said, you know, other readers enjoyed this and one of them was a book called Slow Sex by Michael and Diana Richardson and they were trained by Osho, so they're world leaders in Tantra teachings and Tantra practitioning. And 
I thought, oh, I thought it was the Kama Sutra. I thought it was just 101 different ways to have sex. So I thought, well, I'm single. I'm just going to read this. And I opened it. I got to page 13 or something, and it was talking about masculine and feminine balance in the body and within, you know, within yourself. And then obviously that then flows out to intimate relationships and then to friendships and colleagues at work. Mm-hmm. And the penny drop. It was that moment where I went, oh, I could have saved my marriage if I'd known this, if I'd known half of what I know now, I probably could have saved that marriage. Would I know? But I could have probably. So from there I started studying just by myself for a couple of years and just reading everything I could. And then in I found a school. It's funny because everybody has that same concept, I think, of, of what Tantra is or isn't. And I've written so many pieces about it because it drives despair that, that that's the perception still. Sex is about that much. It's about 3% of Tantra really is. And I, as soon as I put something about Tantra on Facebook, I was getting all these invitations to go to events in Byron that, you know, cost $1,000 and bring your own sheets. And I was like, oh, thanks, guys, but it's not my style. You guys have a great time. Um, yeah. And there's so when I then I, I went searching for a school or a college or somewhere that I could learn properly about it, and um, and I found the Sanctuary of Ananda, which is in Perth. And Kathy Wood, who runs that, is she's been practicing for 27 years, and she is just the most beautiful, most connected person. So her and I really resonated. We had our discovery call. I went off and did a 10 day immersion, and um, came back with a diploma as a Tantra practitioner. So mm-hmm. I know, I know. Who knew, huh? <laughs> um, little, little farm girl. Yeah. So from there it's been, um, I don't know, it's been a huge, a huge journey. And Tantra, it literally flipped my life upside down. So everything that I thought I knew about me, about relationships, marriage, sex, everything, flipped upside down and mm-hmm. I guess my before that I'd spent 20 years in corporate so I was sitting in boardrooms with 13 men and if and I was sewing my masculine wearing the red power suit you know the more masculine I became the more feminine my husband became and we just couldn't get our balance back and in those boardrooms, if if you, as a woman, as the only woman in a boardroom, if you show any emotion at all, you may as well be the drinks bitch. So I just learned not to show any emotion. There were no tears. There was no, no femininity left. Mm. So what Tantra did for me was really flip that and allow me to see that femininity isn't a weakness. It was, it was something that we had to have balance in. Yeah. And in my women's circles, I say to people constantly, you know, the Western society is the most fucked up it's ever been. Sorry for swearing. No, I'm not. Um, but it's the most fucked up it's ever been. And it's because we don't have our balance. We've, we have a rape culture. We have DVOs. We have disrespect for women and for men. Um, it's because we've, men don't know how to be men. Women don't know. Women are told you got this. You know, you can change your own pipes. You change your own tap washers. You don't need a man for anything. Um, and, then, and then men are told to cry and then told they're weak if they do. So they don't really know what we want from them. 
And most of the time with my clients, I think we don't actually know what we want from them either. So, mm. so it's been really big. It's it's been yeah. a huge journey. And from that, I then I started teaching. So I work with clients now who uh, some of my my best clients on the Gold Coast were male family lawyers whose marriages were in trouble and they couldn't figure out why. You know, they do this stuff for a living and couldn't figure out why their marriage was in trouble and it was because they'd lost their balance. So helping them to restore that and go home and, and be for their wives what their wives needed them to be. Yeah. It's I'm thankful to say none of those marriages actually broke up. So it's been lovely. Nice. Mm. So this this could be the work. This, um, you know, it, it feels like there's a new paradigm of relating um, yeah. these days too. You know, there's a lot of um, marriage breakdowns, relationship breakdowns, and, um, you know, I think there's a lot of, and I know I did this in, in my relationships where, you know, you feel like there's that the masculine role and the feminine role and um, it's really about balancing that within ourselves, isn't it? So we become too, uh, you know, whole within ourselves. They become whole within themselves. So there's not this power struggle. There's not this wanting them to be, you know, something they're not or whatever it is. Um, you're more relating on a more balanced thing instead of getting something from the other person. And I, yeah, yeah, exactly. I often say in circles, if you could draw a picture of Tantra, it's actually the yin and yang symbol. So the yin, the yin is the feminine, but each one has a circle of the other in it and neither yeah. can exist without another. So the yin is your feminine, it's lunar, it's fluid, it's, it's warm or cool, and your masculine is your hot, it's your solar, it's the action and the force that drives. So to bring those into unity within your own body is the first step and then obviously then you attract somebody into a relationship or your your intimate partner becomes more balanced in themselves as well because you're not needing and pulling from them yeah. your whole enough. so it's it's really powerful stuff and yeah mm. i think it's you know i always say authentic will go home and it it yeah. really is that in relating it's teaching people how to go deeper rather than the superficial rubbish and the, and the being highly offended by everything lifestyle that we've become ensconced so, in. So could this be like, a, you know, the relationship counselling that people would probably benefit more from than just the, you know, the usual relationship counselling where one person's that side, one person's that sign you're just talking about communication like this sounds like it would be more like you look at your shit you look at your shit and then I do private couples retreats and it's just one couple so we and we do we take we do sessions about you know the five love languages and understanding how each one relates to each other and and then we talk about masculine and feminine balance and we talk about what areas of their relationship they'd like to improve and I do do the counselling as well but the, the tantra forms the base of it because it teaches connection with yourself and presence and if anything that is that is the heart of, of tantra is presence and being absolutely in the moment so where Sting says you know that he has orgasms that last six hours he probably did and I'm darn sure he did 
Um, Who did it? Sting. He was on, this is where this all came from. He was on 60 Minutes um, when years ago when he first discovered Tantra and he said that he'd had orgasms that lasted six hours. So everybody went, oh, Tantra, really need to get into that. Oh. So that responsible for it. But right. he thought that he did, but it's about presence. It's about being in that moment. And if that moment is six hours, if that moment leads to an orgasm, if, you, if you're having sex, then great. But if not, then that's cool too. It's about whatever it is and it's, it's a really beautiful practice. But in saying that, you know, the ten, sex, sexual side of it is about 3% of what Tantra is. So there's, there's three levels of Tantra. There's Kuala, which is the sexual side, obviously, and then there's Mishra, which is what I teach, which is about connection and unity, and then there's the esoteric levels. And in the esoteric studies, there there is no physical contact at all. So we kind of connect to a house that you have to have an understanding of all three levels in order for the house to stay up. So your koala is your foundation. It's where everybody starts. Mm-hmm. And Mishra is the walls and your esoteric is your roof. So without all three, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have a full, a complete understanding. I love that. Yeah, it's... And I think when I when I explain it to people, because I I still come across those misconceptions every day, every day. Um, and as soon as I start talking about it and talking in those in that language, people go, "Oh, I need that." Mm. And I think everybody, everybody does. Yeah, even if they're not in relationship with a partner, they're in relationship with people all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in relationship all the time with our kids with our co-workers, with our friends, it's, it's all related. People, even if, they're, if, even if they are single, um, the tantric practice brings you into unity with yourself and therefore you, if you want to attract a partner, you, you will attract the right kind of partner that, that you actually desire um, rather than having forming attachments that are unhealthy or taking a relationship just because it's available. So you're more connected to yourself, you know yourself and understand yourself and therefore that flows out and you attract a partner. But either way, you're a more connected person. So mm. it, it, everybody, Tantra is for everybody. I'm actually mm. doing a workshop in a couple of weeks with mums and teenage daughters um, uh. talking to the teenage girls about, um, you know, moving through puberty and, red tent stuff, med- menstruation cycles and lunar cycles and how they connect. So it's, it's for yeah, everybody. It's isn't it? It's, mm. it's, yeah, it's so important for young girls. Think, oh, I've got a girl and a boy <laughs> and they're at that age, you know, he's 17, she's 19 and they're coming into that, you know, where they're connecting with people and finding their way through that and, it's um, you know it's the rites of passage, isn't it? It's so important for our yeah. kids to come through and understand this stuff, well, understand themselves, so that they can be more discerning about who they allow in their lives. It's a really tricky, it's a really tricky age. I mean, you've got kids, you've been through it, yeah, and uh, <laughs> my boys, my boys have had a tantra session with me, both of them. Um, my oldest son and his girlfriend both had a couple session with me and 
they thanked me for it afterwards because they they are already fairly connected, but they got so much more depth out of out of understanding each other and understanding the you know the five love languages, understanding their own connections with themselves, and then bringing that to each other. So yeah. it's a really nice practice to be able to teach to everybody. Yeah, yeah, it changed my life. It really, it really did. It's um. So when when you I mean you you came out of your long marriage, um, and then you said you know you said you spent two years virtually on the couch, kind of sorting you you, you know, um, and being drawn into this work. Were you still kind of attracting situations that were testing you? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I I think I. Told you once, but once before, I I wrote a letter to the universe. I had a relationship after after my husband and I moved to the Gold Coast. I had a relationship with a guy who was a lot younger than me, and part of me really liked the got off on the ego of that. I think, and um, in amongst all of that, I discovered tantra. So I was trying to fit him into the new me. And it just wasn't happening. And we we separated. I wrote a letter to the universe in November 2016 and said, thanks, I'm good. No more lessons, I'm good. If you could yeah. just, this is the guy I want, just please just drop him in my lap when you're ready. Yeah. And many thanks in advance. And um, <laughs> the next guy came along, I, I just assumed that the universe had delivered. So the next guy who came along, I think I tried to fit him into those boxes. And I, I still hadn't done enough enough of the work for myself, so I kind of I fell into that that trap of thinking that he was he was what I was asking for. And when I sat down, thankfully I had the letter on my wall in my office. And I when I sat down and I looked at that letter, there were only three boxes that he even remotely ticked, and that was a shady grey. It wasn't even a wasn't even a hell yeah Nike tick. So. Yeah. We separated and, and then I had some time just by myself and that was where it really, really cemented itself for me. Yeah. Um, and then, then my partner now that I'm, I met him, he'd written his letter to the universe 11 days before I wrote mine. Um, mm. And it was just one of those serendipitous moments like, like we have. So, and he, he doesn't necessarily practice tantra. He's, not really he understands it, but he's not really ever asked about it. Um, we certainly don't have a tantric practice together, but for me I have it and I'm really connected and, and earthy with within myself now um, yeah. and therefore I've been him. Yeah, so, beautiful. Mm, it really Please. is and it's just everything evolves as exactly as it's supposed to. It does, doesn't it? It does. I was just thinking about some of the clients that I work with and, you know, there's, there's scenarios that we've we've had and we talk about pre- presence and connection and, and a really big understanding of the five love languages so that people understand how to, how to love the other person, not just blunder along and do what they think is right. And, and a couple that I worked with a while ago, um, sent me a photo, they're both in their 60s and 
had had come to me for a, a private weekend. Mm. So we went through all of those things and they sent me a photo the other couple of weeks ago um, of them out for a date and it was their first date in 11 years. So oh, wow. very cute, very oh, cute. And I said, wonderful, that's great to see now, put your phones in my I said, it, that's wonderful to see, now put your phone away. <laughs> <laughs> Because so, I don't know about anybody, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <Find> <laughs> Lovely. Oh, nice. So it can bring the juiciness back into relationships. So maybe, you know, long longevity in a relationship. Um, I guess I've never had it. <laughs> um, but 20 years, 25 years, 30 years, 40, you know, I can imagine those relationships would be, you know, you'd be wanting to, well, I know I would be wanting to go to the next level of depth and, you know, that's the kind of person I am. I'm, you know, I can't believe that I, well, the people that I were with wouldn't have been interested in this sort of stuff really. But, um, you know, because I'm somebody who wants to go deeper and, and I think that if you've got relationships that are expanding, even if, even the short ones, I mean, there comes a time, doesn't there, where there's okay. You go on your dates, you do, you you do your your love languagey things. But like, let's let's get juicier. Let's let's try and really go to the depths of where we can as as individuals, and let's no holes barred. Kind of, that's kind of how what I'm thinking is is what it's mm. all about. Is it's like if you're going to be with your significant other, you want to be completely honest and open and transparent Absolutely. yeah yeah with Absolutely. nothing hidden so Absolutely. you know this it's, is uh, it's about that heart connection and and the trust that comes with that you know being able to accept each other as is um and, and society we talk about that unconditional love and people talk about it all the time but it doesn't always exist even in the people who talk about it and there's always you know there's still a condition or an expectation that's unspoken and until you can accept what is within yourself and love your shadows love your light love everything about you and then find that ability to also do that for your partner there's always an expectation and that's where the angst comes from so then it's about relationship agreements and, and communication and so we teach all of that stuff as well because it's it's the whole yin and yang you know there's all the shadow and all the light and acknowledging that your partner also has those things but and one of the beautiful things that I've I have learned is is the allowing just allowing me to unfold as well but allowing my partner to be as he is and loving him for that and loving loving the shadows as well. Yeah. So he, he, he can choose to work on those or he cannot. It doesn't affect the, the way I feel about them. Yeah. And vice versa. Yeah. yeah. That's healthy relating, isn't it? It's really nice. It's really nice. I think I grow up. I'm all grown up now. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, never stop growing up. Oh, I think there's just levels and layers and we're, you know, yeah. it's, I was talking to a girlfriend this morning about the complexity of being human 
you know, there's there's so much going on at this time. I always rave on about this unique time in mm. our lives that to be on the planet and how how quickly things are changing. Mm. And um, I think this work's really important because um, there's so much pressure. It feels like there's so much pressure from just surviving, you know, just for, for people to make ends meet, right? So when mm. if you're so busy out there working and trying to make ends meet, where's that time where we're connecting back to one another and and really relating you know it's it, go to work not saying this is for everybody but you know generally it's get up go to work do your thing get home have dinner put the telly on go to bed you know for a lot of people and, that, and that's that's a recipe for disaster isn't it mm, absolutely that was my life for 25 years and i remember saying to my husband and to my kids quite often, you know, I'm, I'm lonely in my own house because we were so busy and my, you know, I'd get home from work and have just enough time to do dinner, bath and bed with the boys and they'd be off to bed. All we ever talked about in our marriage was who had detention and what bills needed to be paid. Yeah. And, and now sort of I always liken a relationship to a business in that, it's important to have to be strategic about your relationship as well. I think mm. most people, and certainly I did, got very focused on the operational side of the, the relationship, the, mm. the who's going, you know, the family calendar on the fridge, all of that sort of stuff. But we forgot to be strategic and have a plan of where we were going as a couple. And yeah. then when the boys left home, it was very much that empty nest. So we looked at each other and honestly had no clue who each other was um, yeah. on a, on any level other than superficial. We, we sat at the dinner table for seven minutes and just couldn't communicate, couldn't. So yeah, you um, kind of lose, you lose that, you know, what drew, drew you together. Yeah. Once yeah. you start and then it just gets lost in all the doing and the surviving yeah. or whatever's going and, on. And sometimes you can remind yourself why you fell in love with that person and what was there sometimes you've grown so much and you've grown in a different direction or you've you've evolved into something that you weren't when you first met so yeah. and that's why I, I always think you know nothing's permanent so mm. even having an understanding of tantra and having that connection with yourself it doesn't mean that you're in a relationship for 60 years unless that's what you want to be mm. it means all within yourself so if you have a relationship for five years or 50, it doesn't matter. It's it's about you and your connection and about being able to allow your partner and your next partner and your next partner, if that's what happens, to be themselves. Mm. And it's, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's that connection. I keep going back to the connection and that is really what's important. It is, and I guess too, though, just to wrap it up, um, it takes two to tango. So you have yeah. to both want it. Um, mm. There has to be that desire to to um, do the work because everybody has to do the work and we have to do the individual work. Mm. And, yeah, some people yeah. don't want to do Yeah, some people don't. I have had questions from people asking me, though, 
you know, if I'm in a relationship and my husband isn't interested or my, my wife isn't interested in in Tantra, can I still do it? And the answer is absolutely, absolutely because it will make you a more connected person and that will improve your relationship either way. Um, or if it does fold apart, you know, fall apart, that you'll be grounded in in your truth. Yes, and you absolutely. Won't know, like, oh fuck, you know how messy breakups can be. It could be a more grounded. I'm okay because I know who I am. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Exactly. I was going to tell you all about breathwork and pelvic floor and all that stuff, but I think we've we can talk we'll about that another time. <laughs> we can talk about our pelvic floor later. <laughs> Um, so you've got, I, and I'll leave um, some links for people to find you at the Jade Room Healing. And you've just, I can see behind you, you've developed these beautiful bath. You've been telling me yeah. about these bath. What are they, yeah. bath bombs, bath? What are they called? I actually, I named them this morning. They're called Wildcrafted Botanicals. Yeah. So these are bath soap salts. And um, they're going to be some oils as well. They're really, really lovely, really lovely. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah so I'm loving ourselves up. Yeah, yeah, launching those in a week or so as soon as I get my labelling done. Nice, beautiful. Um, also, though, couples retreats are probably um, something that people might be interested in. So, yeah. And I know a few people I've spoken to have been sometimes feel a little intimidated by going into a retreat with other couples yeah. and having to, you know, bear their soul and talk about all their ships. So I do just a single couple and we do three or four sessions, three or four one-and-a-half-hour sessions um, over the weekend and then I, and that can be anything. I do a, a questionnaire and, and a fact finder to start with. That can be yeah. anything in their relationship. Um, and then I give them a date night pack and I, away and let them enjoy so it's um they've been really effective and the couples that i've worked with so far have just loved it and sent me photos of them out on dates it's beautiful yeah and i know you know you're such a sincere honest um you know heart-centered individual that really cares uh you know i i just adore you you I, every time i talk to you, i feel so calm and i just want to listen to your voice do you do meditation tapes, <laughs> tapes. <laughs> i just could listen to your voice and just ah oh, yeah you always make me feel calm peaceful thank you beautiful and, and thanks for talking to me on this Love little thing doing that's just fun it is fun it's <laughs> and i love watching them i love watching all of your podcasts with everybody so thank you for including me it's great welcome my love we'll talk more talk about other juicy stuff at another time but um have a wonderful day all right call me when you want to talk about jade eggs <laughs> yes jade eggs mm, okay <laughs> i love you and uh thanks so much darling Love you.